How to Keep Fit During a Pandemic. This is episode number 127 of the Power of Promise podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. Today, we feature a conversation with exercise physiologist Justin Feldman, the creator of the Wealthy Body Academy on Facebook. Hi, this is Dr. Pat Luce, creator of the Seven Systems Plan to help you get your health and life back. Dr. Brad Miller is here with Pathway to Promise podcast to help you overcome adversity, to find peace, prosperity, and purpose. You're on the Pathway to Promise with Dr. Brad Miller. Brad believes every person has a God-given promised life of peace, prosperity, and purpose, and that you must have a plan and a guide to get there. The Pathway to Promise podcast not only is your guide through the wilderness of depression and disappointment that stand between you and your promised life, but also brings you insights and direction from inspiring, successful thought leaders who have transformed their lives. Welcome to the Pathway to Promise. Now, here's Brad. Hello, good people. Welcome to the Power of Promise podcast with Dr. Brad Miller, where we are all about helping you to overcome adverse conditions in your life to achieve your life of peace, prosperity, and purpose. You can head over to PathwayPromise.com, find lots of back episodes of our podcast and helpful content for you to use to overcome adversity. Anyone else having the adversity these days of keeping fit during a pandemic? I know I am. My local gym has shut down for some time and looks like they're going to be shut down for some time to come. And I found myself working from home, eating too much, not exercising enough, and I need to get back at the swing of things. Our guest today on the Power of Promise podcast is going to help us do just that because he is an exercise physiologist. His name is Justin Feldman. He is the creator of the Wealthy Body Academy. But moreover, he has overcome great, great hardships and great, great uh, uh, issues in his life to achieve success. He's had many physical problems. He was born with club feet. He's had major problems with kidney stones, a severe back injury, which led him to be uh, in braces and so on for a long period of time. In his business life, he's had challenges, ups and downs, and found himself upside down financially. But he's made a comeback. He's come back strong, and he's created a system that is the wealthy body peak performance system, and he's making some uh, uh, pivots on that, some adjustments on that in order to be helpful to people to stay fit during a time of pandemic. You're going to love this conversation we have today with Justin Feldman, the author or the creator of the Wealthy Body Academy. Justin, welcome to The Power Promise. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me, man. I appreciate it, Brad. It means a lot. I'm excited to kind of share my story and uh, dive into some stuff. Well, excellent. Uh, you know, let's just let's just dive into your story, uh, Justin. You're you uh, you ended up with a degree in exercise physiology, and you have a successful business and regard, regarding uh, health related uh, fields now, and teach a lot of people good stuff. But it hasn't always been that way. Tell us a little bit some of the challenges you may have had in your life in growing up to overcome some of your physical and other challenges that you've had. Yeah, yeah. So I, I really want to, like, I guess, give everyone what I think people resonate with the most um, and, and kind of share the, the biggest, I guess, the biggest uh, physical and also emotional issues I've kind of went through. I'll just kind of start from the very beginning, like I was telling you before. Um, you know, when I, when I was born, uh, the, I was initially born with club feet. So for people that don't know what club feet is, it basically your leg, your feet are, are twisted. And that went, from the day I came out of the womb, 
Um, so this is the beginning. This is the first type of adversity I went through. My feet were twisted, and they had to actually break them um, right when I was born and kind of turn them slightly um, every single week. My mom used to tell me that they would bring me in, that the doctor would come with like a giant chainsaw because they had to cut the cast off my leg and then twist it. And I would just like freak out about it. Um, wow. So that, so that, yeah, so that's kind of like the first thing that, that was kind of the so first. So just to be clear, they did a medical procedure with you as an infant to break your feet or your legs to straighten them, to do whatever they do. Is that right? Exactly. So, oh my gosh. Wow. Right out, yeah. <laughs> right out of the gate, you were in trouble, gonna, weren't you? Yeah, right out of the gate, I knew that I knew that my life was going to be a little different than most. Which honestly, like coming back to it, I know you were talking about like you know biblical um, and just like higher power stuff. I'm I'm really grateful looking back because I think all that all that adversity I've kind of been through. I'm still going through some adversity, but all that stuff we go through, I think it makes you stronger. So yeah, right out of the gate, I was uh, just kind of was thrown thrown that card. And if the people listening, if you just imagine like like just look if you just look down your feet, just imagine they're just kind of rotated at at 90 degrees and that's kind of how mine were um as a baby so they had to slowly uh they broke them initially and then slowly had to like to start to get kind of gruesome they had to kind of um um pull the um the tibial tibial tendon slowly every single week to make sure that it was it was everything was aligning properly so that was my first the first part of uh (laughs) wow I know it's a little kind of crazy story. I don't even talk about this too much, but that's kind of uh, the first thing I went through. Um, and then it was just kind of like, you know, I, I grew up as a normal child. Uh, you know, I, I was able to run, played sports up until the age of, uh, up until the age of 14, played baseball, golf, hockey. I was a pretty active kid, um, but I did always have super weak ankles. Um, so yeah, that was kind of the first thing I went through and, you know, I was super happy. And then I was playing baseball about for about 14 years and that's when my, my back problem started. So I'm sure a lot of people listening is probably can, uh, probably dealt with some kind of injury, whether it's their back or their knees or whatever it may be. So at like 14 years old, my, my back started hurting. I didn't know why. Um, I actually, looking back, I think it's, it came from my feet. Now that I just kind of had that aha moment like a few weeks ago, actually. Um, but I, I've had a back injury. And I, just, my back just started hurting. We didn't know why. and just got like worse and worse and worse. Um, to the point where I had to stop playing baseball. And as a kid, like for me, like that was kind of like, I like wanted to play in the major leagues. I wasn't good enough. I wouldn't have made it anyways. Uh, <laughs> but, but still you had the dream. That's good. Exactly. So I, ever since a young age, like I kind of always wanted, I always knew like I wasn't, I didn't want to do the normal thing. I was kind of like always thinking outside the box. I grew up as a very like ADHD kid. Like they had me a bunch of like different um, ADD meds. Cause if I didn't take any, I was kind of bouncing off the walls. Um, yeah, so that so that was that, and then I kind of getting my back injury. I ended up having to get uh, wear a brace because I was I just get so bad that I had to drop out of playing baseball. Um, they had to put me. They had a bunch of procedures done, like epidurals and, and branch blocks. If you can imagine, like a they had like it was like a, a twelve a twelve inch needle that they had to like inject in my spine. Uh, <laughs> I had a fun I had a fun childhood. Yeah, and you were just a young kid still, twelve something like that. How I was. Yeah, when I was going through that, I was, I think, so it started at, like, the age of 13 or 14, and then by oh 15 gosh. or 16 is when, like, the real, the, the real craziness started. That was when, like, the real adversity in my life, like, I had, I was born with club feet, but I didn't really know anything, like, I didn't even know I had, like, club feet, I have scars on my feet, obviously, but I didn't know what that meant, right. um, but that was when adversity really started kicking. I was in high school, I was always, like, really skinny, so, like, I was kind of insecure about that, but, you know, there's, like, that's not a, like, that's that's not a big issue. But then I started going through my back problem and that's when things started really like taking a turn for the worst. 
Um, I, you know, they, they're giving me like all these pain, like I was taking Vicodin at the age of 15 and 16 in school, um, just to get through class and which I don't agree with. I don't know why they did that, but <laughs> yeah. I, was just, I was all doped up in school. Oh, that's powerful stuff. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's kind of like where adversity started for me and things kind of go, started going south. I had a bunch of procedures done. My cheeks puffed up and I was just super, uh, I gained a bunch of weight for the first time in my life. I gained a bunch of body facts that the epidurals, it's like steroids they're injecting into you. So my appetite went through the roof. I stopped working out. Um, I gained about 30 pounds and it was like a month and a half or so which was, which is absolutely insane. So, yeah, that is. So that's when I know we said you want, like you, you talk, it's like physical adversity and mental adversity. That's where like, yeah. Really, yeah. What were some other challenges that you faced? Yeah. Well, so that's when I started really dealing with mental adversity. So I was going through my back injury. I couldn't, I could really even like touch. Because they're all in They're all interrelated. They're all integrated. <laughs> your, your physical health and your mental health and your emotional well-being, your relationships. Exactly. Uh, your spirit, your spiritual life are all integrated together. And that's what I like to teach and be about. So, Tell awesome. us how this, how this all was integrated for yourself. Yeah. So that a hundred percent. So that was the, the issue was I was kind of going on a day-to-day basis, just kind of zombieing through life at 16 years old and pain all the time on, on painkillers. I had to wear, they actually molded this like, like plastic full body back brace that I had to wear like pretty much all, like I would walk in school and people would like, I would tell them to punch me because it was like a metal, it was like it was not it was a hard plastic brace. So they would like hurt their fists. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so, so that was, I went through that. Um, and it was really dark time. I remember walking my dog one day. I, I, it's still like a clear memory. I was walking my chocolate lab and was out, it was like nighttime. And I was just, I was like walking kind of limping around cause I was in pain. I remember thinking to myself, like, I hope that I uh, hope that I get cancer and die, uh, which mm. is, I know it's pretty dark, but I know I'm, I just want to be as, as real as possible. Yeah, you were uh, went through a deep, dark time if you were having those kind of basically what would amount to sort of a suicidal thought in a way. Yeah, if, mm, you know, if you yeah. uh, you were doing that, and so you were going to a dark place. So right. You, so what'd you do to start getting out of all this stuff, uh, Justin? You something had to click, something had to happen. Was there any kind of a uh, you know turning point moment for you for all this? Yes, there was. So that like that. Like you said, it wasn't very suicidal, but it was just kind of like, yeah, it was it was getting dark. Um, so so funny enough, there's a there's a turning point, and there's a there's a there's two turning points. The first one was actually getting into fitness. That's why I, I teach health and fitness and performance now, is because fitness saved, literally saved my life. Um, I invested in my first. So I, so let me backtrack. I was doing like aqua therapy and physical therapy and just stuff to kind of just get like moving. Cause I was just, I literally would come home and just lie down. Cause I was in so much pain. So I'd go through that stuff and nothing was really like, nothing was really working. I was just victimizing myself all the time. I was just feeling bad for myself. I didn't talk to my friends. Um, I was just felt terrible. So I actually got my dad brought home a night. It was P90X. My dad brought mm. home a P90X and he was going to do it for himself. And he started doing it. And he kind of fell off the wagon. Uh, sorry, dad. But uh, <laughs> so I decided, you know, I'm done. I don't know what, the reason why but i was just like i'm done like i'm in high school uh i i'm not i don't have any friends i feel i'm depressed like this isn't right why do i feel this way so i decided to uh to do it i was like you know what this is gonna hurt probably and it did but i was like you know i'm just gonna do this so i I started a week on and then i kind of fell off a little bit and did another week fell off and then i was like no i need to i want to be normal like like this isn't an excuse anymore so I went through, did all 90 days. 
Um, and when I finished the program, I was able, I went from doing zero push-ups, zero pull-ups to, uh, I think it was 40 push-ups and 20 pull-ups. And I, my body looked, obviously I'm, I'm still young. So like I, it wasn't like a massive shift, but I looked a lot better and my back pain started going away. Yeah. Well, that's the intense program. I did that myself when I went through my, uh, I lost a hundred pounds about 10 years awesome. ago. And I, I did, uh, you know, that's the exercise program I was doing at that time, pretty much the P90X mm-hmm. and it's, you're right. Intense stuff. So, uh, yeah. Well, I skipped like the yoga and the, uh, the car. I just did like the strength. Oh, yeah. the <laughs> yoga. I was never able to really do that kind of stuff. So. Their yoga was hard. That wasn't normal yoga. It was like intense yoga. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I still but, feel the pain, so yeah, <laughs> still sore. Yeah, I remember being super sore. So that was the first. That was the first uh, kind of shift. Um, but the, the, the crazy part was it wasn't enough because I kind of I did the program. I didn't know what to do afterwards. Just kind of like okay, I, I feel better, back to normal life. But then what happened was I started slipping back. I like remember actually literally seeing my body start shifting back, and I could feel the pain coming back. Um, which is that that's when I decided to go to school for college. And uh, for exercise science and started learning about this stuff and really started working out, taking it seriously. Um, so that's, that was the main, that for, in terms of like my back problem, that was the main thing I, I, uh, I, I did to get over it. Um, I did have a, and there's one more thing I kind of wanted to talk about because uh, it kind of relates to like business wise and, and, and uh, sure. Yeah, let's hear it. So this is all integrated together as well. But yeah. you, but basically, you kind of got on track a little bit with your health. Mm-hmm. And so did this help you at all in terms of other aspects of your life, your, uh, your relationships, your emotional well-being and your right. business and things like that? Yeah, so it, it, it definitely it, it changed my life. Like I said, so like, like just the minute I started like I had no confidence, like I went from being like a, a low confident skinny kid to like, a skinny fat kid with stretch marks on my legs and a back problem who, with puffy cheeks. So it was just like, I was just like, I was rock bottom. I guess anyone listening who also has gone through injury or just feels like you're stuck and you just can't overcome this. Um, that's how I felt. So once I started working out and just started taking back control, um, it still, it took me a while. Like even once I transformed my body, I still, you all like in your mind, you always have like an identity of how you see yourself. Right. So like, physically I look at myself and I look, you know, I look pretty good, but like, I still had this, this visual, I still saw myself this skinny, shy, you know, kid that, that is always in pain. That's always victimizing himself. So that kind of kept going on through, through college actually. Um, but definitely, it definitely started the shift for sure. Sure. And you went to college for, uh, for exercise physiology or whatever yes. your degree was in. And yep. So you had intent to make some, I'm assuming you had an intent to make uh, some some form of fitness your career or your pathway in life, there, right? I had no clue. <laughs> I actually okay. I, I switched from like I actually started athletic train athletic training. I wanted to. I was big into baseball when I was younger, so I wanted to play. My uncle's actually uh, he's I don't talk about this a lot. But he's the he's the owner of the Washington Nationals, which is sweet. So I was like, I got to play. I got to like hang out with the trainers. I didn't like it at all. I was like, this is terrible. <laughs> um, so I figured that I didn't really know what I wanted. I dabbled in like accounting, but, uh, but I knew that fitness was a passion of mine. I knew that like it, it, it changed my life. So I, that's when I, I finally just, after switching a couple of times, I was like exercise science. I have no clue what I'm going to actually do with this, but uh, just, this is the best option for me right now. Yeah. And so you ran into some troubles though, business wise or something you did that way. You ran into a wall somewhere. So tell us about that. 
Yeah. So that, that's what I really, the thing I really want to talk about was, so I, I actually graduated, I believe I had graduated college or I was almost graduated with college and I was started personal training. Um, cause I, I knew that like I wanted to do something with that. Um, and I was actually driving to a, a, a supplement store one day and I was just going to pick up, pick up protein or something. And I got in like a severe car accident. There's a car in the middle of the road, just parked in the middle of the road. And I didn't realize they were stopped. So I like whipped my wheel to the right. And then I nicked the back of their car. My car kind of spun. And then the car behind me was just going like 60 miles an hour and just, and just destroyed me. Um, so that was like, that was kind of the turning point for me. I remember waking up in the, in the, the air, the helicopter, the airlifted me to the hospital. I don't oh, remember wow. much of it. Yeah, Man. I've been through some stuff. So serious uh, stuff if you want a helicopter, my gosh. Yeah, I wish I remembered it. It's pretty cool. And that's the first time I've ever been there. <laughs> <out there. laughs> but go. that was that was the turning point. I remember my mom was sitting there. She didn't I don't remember this actually. She told me that she's she's like she said that I was asking her if I'm dying. I was like, Am, am I dying right now? Um and that was a crazy experience for me. I remember I woke up, I, I passed out again, I woke up in the hospital with like glass in my head and just like a, a thing in my neck. And the crazy part was that the doctor said because I was really in shape and I was really fit that saved my life. Um, and that was when something clicked and I was like, I, like, I can't, like I was partying a lot in college. I wasn't taking things seriously. I would go train clients and I would help them, but like, I wasn't taking anything like seriously. And that was when, um, you know, I remember lying in bed and I was just worried about my brain like not working anymore because I had this pretty bad concussion. I was just worried that, you know, I have this back injury and now now I have a concussion and my feet. And like, I was just like scared that like, if I didn't take, do something to change, like I was just going to fall down this path of just like my body just like rotting and just not being able to to function. And that was, I remember I was just sitting there and I just thought like something something clicked. I was like, this is enough. I started listening to some podcasts and and about business. And I was like, I want to, I need to fix myself. I need to show other people that have gone through this, how to, um, how to take back control of their life as well. Because if if anyone's gone through something similar to me, I know how rough it can get. So yeah, yeah, that's, that was kind of the big turning point I would say. So were you, did you have your own business at the time or did you you kind of give you the incentive to start something new? Yeah. So I had, no, I, I had my, so I was just personal training at a gym. It was a anytime fitness. Yeah. And then, and then, um, yeah. So I was just personal training at a gym and then I, I then I, I switched over to another gym that was more like in South Florida. And that's when I started really learning about like the, I had a really good mentor that I met, uh, who taught me a lot about, about the body and, and how, how it works and program design. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was when I really started taking, taking that, that leap towards like, like just getting really good at personal training. I did it for a few years and then, and then uh, like three years later, I was like, I want to, I want to jump on the online space. Cause like you can't, you can't really reach, I mean, you can reach 10 people a day when you're training one-on-one, but online, my goal is to, you know, reach thousands of people. So that was kind of, sure. yeah. Well, let's, let's talk about how you do that then now and how you can be helpful to other people. You've had your own story here of overcoming some really devastating things since infancy really and then this yep. car car wreck and somehow you've recovered and you're a fit guy and now you're training other people to be a peak performer yeah so let's talk about peak performance for a minute and obviously you've gone through this process here of going through some challenges to to get to a, a good a good place what do you think are some of the factors involved for peak performance uh, for instance you mentioned about taking 
bold action. What are some of the, uh, about some of the actions, you know, getting, getting uh, out of the car wreck and so on. What are some action right. points that you think people can take uh, right now in order to start to get themselves to move from a lethargic state or whatever state they're in to uh, start to graduate up to be improve their performance, not only in their physical health, but their other functions in life. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So I think there's, there's three main, there's three main uh, elements I would say that people can take action on. Um, for me, I, I think always just moving is, is going to be the number one. Um, I would say I'll take a step back and define peak performance for me is being able to, to look and feel at, to have, to have, to look and feel at your best at all times. So like not just, uh, not just looking great in the mirror, but also feeling high energy um, and just being able to be productive in your other endeavors. I like to think of health and fitness as like a tool to enhance other parts of your life. Um, so I would say you know, the first thing I would recommend if someone's like, if someone's really just like sedentary, not moving, not doing much, obviously it's a little tough right now with the coronavirus, depending on when this podcast comes out. Um, yeah. But I would say just moving is the biggest thing. And I think that's why I'm so grateful that I've kind of gone through some injuries. Even after the, the car accident, I was dealing with some neck issues and, and headaches. And um, just going through all that stuff made me realize how um, – just be grateful for, for the body. We have this body that, that we live in. I know people are always I, – I, I'm thinking it's the like, marketing world. I did copywriting for a while. And, and so many people are, are focused on making money and all these business endeavors – but the reality is like, we only have control over, over one thing. I think we realize that more than ever right now. And it's that our bot, it, it's our body, right? We, we, we can't control the weather, the coronavirus, or the traffic, but we live in this, in this amazing like machine or not machine, but this amazing vessel that can do all the things that we need to do, like type on a computer or run or lift weights or, mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, so I think the first thing is just start like caring for that. Um, you yeah, think being, about like a, a, being a little more, me more aware, alert about it. It sounds like as as well. Just exactly, like, just hey. becoming more conscious. Uh, become more conscious on the on like your body standpoint, also on like like nutrition standpoint. Uh, like I like to use a dog, like a dog example. Like you wouldn't keep your dog locked up in a cage all day. Yet a lot of people are just sitting on a on a chair on the computer all day. It's kind of like a similar analogy. And same thing with food, right? You wouldn't want to. You wouldn't feed your dog you wouldn't feed your dog like a bowl of chocolate <laughs> and hope that it survives. Same thing right. with us. We, we know we're putting, we're giving us food that, that just is just kind of killing us really sure. like at a slower pace. Yeah. Hey, I want to ask you something here, Justin, mm-hmm. what do you think, uh, you know, you talk about here taking some action, get moving. That's great advice really is. And, you know, to so many people where you know, we're in the middle of this coronavirus thing now and just getting moving, you know, you got to, got to get motivated personally about that. But what do you think is the connection between the inner life and the and your physical health and your outer life? What I mean by that is, do you think there's yeah. a connection between, oh, higher power, your spiritual development, anything along that line that yeah. has to do with our physical health and our performing at our best? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, I a hundred percent. I believe that uh, I'm. I know you're talking about being like, very spiritual. I'm very spiritual as well. I like to do a lot of meditation, um, a lot of journaling, uh, gratitude stuff. Yeah, I think there's a huge connection. Uh, I mean, on a physiological level, when you go work out, you release a lot of uh, 
a lot of different hormones throughout your body. Um, your testosterone, for one, is going to increase if you are, are weight training and if you're or just strength training, not you know to lift weights, but just doing stuff for your body. So when your testosterone is higher, your cortisol, your stress levels are lower, which is going to in turn make you a, like a happier person, less you're less yeah. stressed out, as well as you're going to you know release dopamine and serotonin, which is going to make you feel happier. Um, and yeah, and I would say like a lot of the guys, a lot of the guys I work with, you know, we we start the day with some kind of health routine because it gets all these like good, happy hormones going through your body, which can then, um, you know, you can use to be more productive throughout the day. Uh, and then to answer your question about like, like spiritual, I, I really believe that, uh, I, I think it does. I think that, um, the, the more you, you care about yourself and your body, it helps you realize like what really, what's really important. Um, mm-hmm. I think that that's the big connection is like when you can really start feeling good and understanding the difference between feeling like tired and lethargic all day and actually feeling energized, you, you get this like love for life that I think a lot of people are missing. And, and then you start realizing like, you know, there is so much, there, there's something bigger out there. Um, there's more to do. Yeah. There's more experience. One, one of the things I think about this reflection with you about a, one of my good friends here, Justin is, uh, one of my really good personal friends, one of my, uh, uh, goes all the way back to college days for me. But anyhow, he uh, was a professional bodybuilder at one time in his life. And now he's my age, so he does bodybuilding uh, judging now. But anyway, he's very health conscious, always has been. And he has this elaborate home gym. I mean, his home gym, he lives a couple states away from me. Yeah, but uh I've been in his home and he has a super elaborate home gym that's just better than many health clubs, but definitely better than the health club I go to. And uh, because he's super, super into it, but he tells me, and he's told me about his morning routine many times. And I've been with him a couple of times when he's done it, but basically it's about a three and a half hour routine from like three thirty to four in the morning. And he's actually owns a car dealership. So he has a responsibility. He's always at his workplace by seven 30. Mm-hmm. But my point is he meets a guy, uh, one of his workout partner, and they spend almost half their time before they work out very intensely. They do, uh, you know, some uh, personal accountability. They do some prayer time. They do some Bible study. They do awesome. some other thing. They have a book study. Just to, they, they fire up their intellect and their spiritual life and their interpersonal life mm-hmm. before they get after it. And when I say they get after it, man, I mean, yeah, yeah. they – we're talking black iron stuff, you know, we're talking big, you know, huge iron stuff. So I just wonder what you think about that. Do you think there's anything to this about those people who make a point of uh, getting their mind and their emotion or spiritual life and gear, uh, you know, it's a really a part of their physical routine. Do you think there's anything to that? Yeah. hundred. I think there's, I think it all comes down to that. I mean, if you're not, there's, there's, there's two ways of living, right? You could have, you can have a state of being a state of chaos or a state of order. Um, I think that there's time and place for both, but I think that if you are, if you are kind of neglecting your health routines, like, like I said before, you, there's, there's not much you can control in the day. Uh, like things happen, life happens, accidents happen, whatever. But if you can take like the one thing that you have the most control over is the first 30 minutes, the first hour in, 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 in your friend's case, the first three and a half hours. Yeah. He was <laughs> super committed to it. I mean, yeah. But I see that I see that as like one of the biggest uh, excuses I'll call it, or like objections I hear from from you know high performing entrepreneurs is they don't have time. They don't have time to put in an hour, two hours, three hours. 
but the, uh, they say they don't have, they can't afford it. They can't afford to spend that time because of business. I say you can't afford not to put the time in. It doesn't have to be three and a half hours, but I think that it, by putting that time in, in the morning, uh, it, for your, not just your, your physical health, but your mental health, like you said, like for me, I do, I, I have a gratitude journal I write in. I have a, a book. I forget what it's called. It's the daily, daily stoic is what it's called. Oh, yeah. I have that book. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. It's a great, I, I read it every single morning. It's just, it's just one page for depending on the day that you're, that you're in. It's just deep philosophy. So I'll wake up, I'll write in my journal. I'll, um, I'll read that one page. I'll do 15 minutes of, of meditation and I'll jump into my, whatever my, my health routine is, whether it's going for a walk or whether it's working out or mobility or whatever. And I think just by setting your day up that way, uh, it really allows you to, it, it, it's just, it's going to give you so much more energy for the day. You're going to feel better and you're building momentum as well, not just from your, your health goals, but you're building momentum into the day that you can use towards, you know, your business or your family. That's or whatever. great. That's great, man. And let's talk about relationships for a second, because I believe another part of a healthy transformation has to do with what, you know, what you said there about having a routine. Uh, you have some habits that you have, you're built in yeah. so you to connect to your spiritual life and you connect to journaling and so on and reading. That's all super important. Another thing I think is so important is healthy relationships. And so I'd like to talk to you a minute about that, about the power or the influence or the impact of relationships on your life that may have helped you get through some tough times and maybe how this could be kind of a strategy moving forward. Have there been yeah. people in your life who have been helpful to you that you have kind of counted on or been mentored by or somehow had a relationship with that helped you get through some of yeah. these things that you've dealt with? Yeah, so many. And I'll say before I, I talk about that, uh, like you said, relationships are huge. I had a mentor, a good friend of mine, and, and uh, I, I call a lot of my friends mentors. They learn from everybody. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he He's a, a dating and a, like life coach, and he talks about how there's like four elements that you go through, like a pyramid scheme. Not pyramid scheme, but like a pyramid that you go through. It's The first one's health, and you go with relationships, and then wealth, and then contribution. So I think uh, that's another thing. I think people like try to skip steps. I think that relationships are so important for everything. Um, if you don't have the right relationships in your life, then it's it we're social creatures. So mm-hmm. yeah. So in terms of relationships, um, one of my first mentors um, was when I was training personal training. His name is Zach uh, Zach Olson. He was a uh, he was one of the just he has he has a degree in exercise science as well, and he kind of took me under his wing. I was twenty twenty two years old. He was twenty seven, and he had been training for a while. And he he kind of saw my excitement. And he, he taught me everything he knew about personal training. About you know not just about the, the physiology and how to like how to look at, at different like make different tweaks and, and how you know how to program for specific goals but also like how to the psychology of it how to treat your clients how to help people break through on a mental level so he was one of my first ones i mean i've invested in i've said i spent I, i'm like whatever i spent on college i spent like double or triple the amount um for mentors since uh different various uh business coaches that have kind of just, I, I take a lot from a lot of different people. So just learning, you know, yeah. um, the marketing and, uh, and, and the coaching well, aspect. So, and that's what you've done. You've made a coaching marketing and uh, leadership business out of what you've yeah. done. And that, that's awesome. And so I, let's speak to the people out there who are need a little help right now. Uh, we're in the middle of this crazy coronavirus thing yeah. and people are kind of beat down mentally and emotionally and physically as well. Mm-hmm. And what would you say to try to be an encouragement to uh, someone out there, maybe a young guy like yourself, who maybe they, whatever, lost his job or something, or 
you know, he's just lethargic or life seems kind of on the downside. Uh, What are some things you might be able to say uh, to be helpful to that uh, young guy who just needs a little encouragement or needs a little direction to go? Yeah, I was hoping you'd ask that. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, so I would say number, I would say like number one is just don't be stressed for this. uh, I know it's easier, easier said than done, but right now, you know, I reading, I was reading a statistic the other day, 70 to 95% of diseases are caused by stress. So what, while the coronavirus is, is, you know, it's definitely a, a very serious thing. You know, I would argue that a lot of people right now are, are a little bit stressed. <laughs> so of they're course. more yeah. susceptible to it. So I would say, um, number one is just don't be stressed. And you, you can do that by, I would say, by, I'd give advice saying that like Steve Jobs says, it's impossible. It's impossible to see, um, the fin- it's impossible to see the route of the maze until you've crossed the finish line. So like, my opinion is everything, everything happens for a reason. Um, try to see the, like, not try, but see the positive in it. There's always a learning takeaway you can get from it. So uh, number one is just relax, take a deep breath. Don't worry too much about it. Know that everything's going to be okay. That, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a year from now, you're going to look back on this and you're going to be a stronger person because mm-hmm. of it. Um, that was one of, one of the, another person that changed my life. That quote I just told you was when I was going through my back injury, it's uh, acupuncture lady and she, she told me that quote and that, that literally it, it shifted my view on everything. So everything that happens, I believe it, it, it's there to make you stronger. So if you yeah. see it that way, it's not like, it's not a problem. It's just something that's going to help you in the future. That's awesome advice. It sounds like people have spoken to your life and now you're speaking into theirs. Yeah. That's my and goal. That, yeah. That, and that's awesome. Well, appreciate you, uh, Justin Feldman. You obviously have a great story to tell and a lot of passion. You've got a great smile and a great ener- <laughs> energy about you. And I can see how you'd be popular with your, uh, with your clients. And if people want to find out more about you and how they can get connected with you and learn about what you're up to and how you can speak into their life and their health area and wealth building and so on, tell us a little bit about how people can be in contact with you and what kind of things you offer to people. Yeah, a few a few ways. So I have a Facebook group called Peak Performance Fat Loss for Men. Um, so I, I work mostly with men. Uh, this is kind of who I've been like, you know, who have been kind of attracted to my the way I speak. Not to say that I wouldn't work with women, but more so men right now. So Peak Performance Fat Loss for Men, my Facebook group. Um, you could also just find me on Facebook, just uh, Justin Feldman, um, and then my Instagram is at the Justin Feldman. So those are the two best places to just, if you have any questions for me, uh, just shoot me a message on there. I'd be happy to, uh, to help you out on that. Just give you some, some insight or advice or, or just say hi. <laughs> well, I think that uh, you've got a real open spirit about you and that uh, when people contact you, you're going to respond, aren't you? And yeah, you're going I'll, to, I'll respond. <laughs> yeah, you'll respond and uh, you'll try to speak to people's life because your life has been transformed. And that's what I like to think about and talk about how, when life, your life changes uh, for the better, then it's your responsibility and your opportunity to share that with other people mm-hmm. and to help uh, make this world a little bit better place. And so we appreciate you being with us today, Justin, here on the Power of Promise podcast. And our guest today has been Justin Feldman from the Peak Performance for Men Facebook group. Thank you, Justin. What an engaging young man, Justin Feldman from the Wealthy Body Academy. You can find his system there on his Facebook uh, group, and he whether he has the Wealthy Body Peak Performance System. 
Hope you heard from our conversation together with him. It's not only about eating right and diet and exercise and that type of thing. It is also about the willingness to overcome your obstacles. This has to do with mindset. This has to do with energy. This has to do with drawing on a higher power than yourself. It has to do with being motivated by love for others and be an action taker and to have some discipline in your life and to apply those principles we use here in the 40-day way process uh, in your life. Hear the connection more than anything else of the connection between mindset and your body that uh, Justin talks about. Here on the Pathway to, here on the Power of Promise podcast, we're all about helping you adjust your mind to impact your success in life. This has to do with how we overcome adversity, adversities like uh, the death of a loved one or disease like this terrible pandemic or perhaps a divorce or maybe debt. You know, people like people out of work these days and dealing with that. Uh, how you overcome those things and come out to a better place. You can do it. I know that you can. We can help you here at the uh, Power Promise. Uh, our website is pathwaypromise.com. You can go there and to check out some of our back episodes of the podcast. We have a free gift for you there as well. It's good to be with you. My name is Dr. Brad Miller, here to be helpful to you. And I want to encourage you as you to tune into the guests again as well. Have another great guest here on the Power of Promise podcast. Until then, friends, I encourage you to keep your promises because there's power in a promise kept. Thanks so much for taking the Pathway to Promise with Dr. Brad Miller. As a subscriber, you'll be a vital part of the Pathway to Promise community. Visit us on the web at pathwaypromise.com. Until next time, remember to stay on your Pathway to Promise.